Welcome, everyone. This is a Council of Institutional Investors educational podcast. I'm Jeff Mahoney, General Counsel of CII. Our topic is materiality and financial reporting reliability. Our special guest is Preeti Chowdhury, Associate Professor of Accounting at the University of Arizona's Eller College of Management. Professor Chowdhury is the co-author of a research paper with Kenneth Merkley of Indiana University and member of the Accounting Hall of Fame, Catherine Shipper at Duke University. The paper is entitled Auditors, Quantitative Materiality Judgments, Properties and Implications for Financial Reporting Reliability. The paper analyzes data made available through the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board. The PCAOB is the private sector body established by the Sarbanes-Oxley Act of 2002 that oversees the audits of U.S. public companies. The paper concludes that there's a linkage between higher materiality thresholds used by external auditors and lower financial statement reliability by U.S. public companies. Welcome, Professor. Thanks for speaking with us today about your research on materiality. Thanks for having me. Professor, what are some key results of your work on materiality that may be of interest to long-term investors? Good question, Jeff. So the materiality threshold set by auditors as part of the audit planning process lies at the intersection of financial statements and auditing. Put another way, you have to know what is a big number or a meaningful number for this company to determine the level of precision that is needed to evaluate the recognized and disclosed amounts in financial statements. In the UK, regulators decided to require auditors to disclose materiality values to the investing public. What we saw was some reactions that I will refer to as a manifestation of the expectations gap or the gap between what auditors do and at least what some investors think auditors do or should do. More specifically, investors were surprised to see how high materiality values were. So some investors might think something like three cents EPS was material, but the audits were actually scoped to find errors that might be more like 10 cents EPS. Some supporting evidence of this comes from a recent working paper I have with Ken Merkley and Catherine Shipper, in which we find some evidence that investors react to errors that have been deemed immaterial by management. The auditor's materiality threshold is a key input to the audit plan. We show in the paper that a tight materiality threshold implies more audit effort and more reliable audited financial statements. Right now, the only piece of information investors have to assess audit effort is fees. But if they knew materiality values, they might better be able to interpret the precision of the audit. So for example, if you see fee increases accompanied by higher materiality thresholds, this could mean something very different from fee increases and materiality thresholds that are being held constant or decreasing. Analyzing audit fees together with materiality amounts may provide a fuller picture of audit effort to investors. So, Professor, based on your research, do you think investors should be advocating for materiality disclosures to be included in the audit reports of U.S. public companies? Absolutely. Currently, in the U.S., there's no requirement to disclose materiality thresholds, but some investors had raised the question of materiality disclosures in the past with the prior PCOB board. At the time, I think there was a general thought that there might not be much variation in materiality. Firms might be typically using rules of thumb, like 5%, and such that the materiality amounts would not be informative. And a potential downside could be that managers might be able to finagle around the audit if they knew the auditor's materiality. 
However, the paper shows that not only is there considerable variation in materiality values, but also, and more important, when the materiality values are set at the higher end of a distribution, there is substantial increase in the likelihood auditors will not catch misstatements that ultimately result in financial statement misstatements or restatements. While some people argue that disclosing materiality has a downside that managers might be enabled to manage earnings if they know the values, my guess is managers have a pretty good sense right now, especially if they hire former auditors to be part of their financial reporting team or board. So the only one really left in the dark right now is investors. It is my understanding that the current PCOB agenda is still in flux with the new board. The board has been scoping out important topics to target. I encourage investors to advocate for more discussion and disclosure about materiality, as it is central to auditing and financial reporting reliability. Professor, final question. Your research was enabled by participating in a fellowship program at the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board. Can you tell us a little bit about the PCOB's fellowship program and your views on how the program has succeeded? Definitely. The program provides researchers with access to confidential information that is key to how audits are conducted and how the assurance process influences financial reporting outcomes, including reliability. One of the challenges of doing research in the area of auditing is that there's a lack of data we really have access to to analyze this process, which I'll refer to as a black box. The bottom line is by programs like this, where academics can get access to confidential information, everyone, the regulators, audit firms, and market participants can all benefit from the research. This research has started to influence how regulators and audit firms think about the problems we face in financial reporting and auditing, and researchers have the ability and incentive to provide objective analysis of and evidence on real-world auditing and financial reporting issues that impact investors. In my view, it's been an exciting opportunity and an extremely successful experiment. I think investors can and will benefit from programs like this that bring together regulators, practitioners, and researchers to analyze non-public data that informs everyone. That concludes this podcast episode. On behalf of the Council of Institutional Investors, I want to thank our special guest, Professor Preeti Chowdhury, Associate Professor of Accounting, Eller College of Management at the University of Arizona. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please feel free to contact me at jeff, J-E-F-F, at C-I-I Until next time, I'm Jeff Mahoney. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Voice of Corporate Governance, brought to you by the Council of Institutional Investors. The Voice of Corporate Governance is a free, non-sponsored podcast that highlights critical developments in corporate governance and other important issues affecting institutional investors. The views expressed by those interviewed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CII or its members. For more information on CII and its policies on corporate governance, please visit our website at www.cii.org.